You are now tuned in to Owen's Exhibit. Welcome back, listeners. This is your host, Owen Patterson, and we're here today to discuss all things related to fashion and entrepreneurship. On today's episode, I'm joined by guest Avery Baker, who is a motivational speaker. How I met this guest was a rare turn of events, but basically I was at a music festival and we ended up meeting in the waterline. So it's very nice to see that we've been able to reconnect and now I'll let him introduce himself. Sweet. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Avery Baker and uh, I'm from Sacramento, California. And I am a inspirational speaker and a workshopper um, and an author. And yes, I met Owen in the waterline of Soul Bloom, which was here in Sacramento. Uh, it was a great lineup. I thought it was a good time. And being from Sacramento, maybe I'm biased, but we don't usually get nice things. So it's nice to actually have something that was really cool. Yeah, nothing could beat that lineup for sure. It was amazing. <laughs> Now we're going to get into a few icebreaker questions. You can definitely don't think too deep about these. Just fire off the top of your head. So the first one is, what's your favorite topic to learn about? Travel, for sure. Travel. Geography, you'd say? Yeah, like geography, um, history. Culture. Kind of, yeah, culture. Like that, that whole area right there. I was just, I wanted to say like three things. With the- Wonderful. Well, guess what? The next question is, where would you like to travel to? Miami. Okay. Is there a hobby you want to pick up? Speaking Spanish. Of the five senses, which do you favor the most? Taste. All right. And favorite board game? Monopoly. Monopoly. You like dealing with money? Oh, yeah, man. Money, money hands. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I love I grew up playing Monopoly. Um, my dad showed me Monopoly. Him, me, him, my brother, my mom. She kind of fell off as we got older, but it was a sport in our it home. It got too competitive. <laughs> it, got, yeah, it was a sport for sure. I can see that. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let some of the parents win a game or two to let them stay on. Yeah, exactly. And then this question is more specific. It's to be uplifted. What musicians do you listen to? I listen to be uplifted. Yeah. Because I think it's easy to say like, yo, who's your favorite artist? But sometimes you're in the mood where maybe an artist necessarily doesn't resonate with you or how you're feeling at that point so to be uplifted is there anybody that has just like a good beat a good message yeah that's a good question because it's dynamic because for me uplifting is not only like a sensation Mm -hmm. that I feel but it's like a it's like a thought um and and from that standpoint, some things that I feel would be like, like Frank Ocean. Okay. 
for me, uplifting says he gets me in a point where I just want to sing, bro. So for me, that's uplifting. Um, but then there's other people that are more uplifting from like, like their message. Yeah. Know? I understand and, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So from that standpoint, it's tough. Maybe name two artists that you resonate most with. You said Frank. Is mm -hmm. there anybody else that you really enjoy just what they're speaking about or maybe how it makes you feel? It's crazy, man, because like, I know this is not popular opinion now, but for my childhood, for most of my childhood, it was Kanye. Okay. So from just the, from just a, a, a pure admiration of his confidence in himself mm -hmm. as somebody who was constantly searching for confidence in myself I looked at him and I was like you know what like <clears throat> he believes in himself more than anybody I've ever seen like I should use some of that like I should try to tap into that I should try to pull from from what I see from him so for a while it was him and you know I think <clears throat> as life goes, you realize you're not going to agree with everything that everyone does. Completely. And that's okay too. And so for this, for the same reason, or for, I guess what I'm saying is like the same person I could pull inspiration from and also disagree with. Yeah, no, that's sort of ties into the topic of like, can you separate art from the artist? That's really big debate nowadays. I know, I know. I, know. I can agree with you that Kanye is just, he's eye-opening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, I think there's other artists too, man. Like, dude, I look at certain jazz music, musicians that um, I've, I've listened to. My dad really got me into jazz. There's this dude named Jean-Luc Ponty. He's like a French dude, composer plays hella instruments and he's amazing amazing more recently i would say somebody that's really uplifting fkj you know about fkj no french kiwi juice i'll have to go listen to it after this oh you're I might making me feel left it. out i'm gonna i have to put the link in the chat some of your listeners may know already but fkj best like you just you just trying to like power through some random chores or something you put this music on and he's just like energizer bunny and not from like a gets you hella hype but it's just great music that's wonderful yeah yeah i can remember from another podcast that you did you mentioned vic mensa and i feel like that's a really underrated artist right there especially if we even talk about like vince staples which you also mentioned those Ooh. are just two phenomenal artists so i think you definitely would have mentioned those had they been on your mind. Yeah, yeah. I I like Vince a lot. I think Vince has really good music. Um and and he's his his styles have changed. That's what I really appreciate. I can appreciate that a lot in an artist that has a lot of different sounds because it's like, wow, you're versatile, you're dynamic, you've tried different things. Sometimes you try things and it doesn't hit. That's Completely. my, you know, like, that's cool. Like you, you did it, you tried it. Um, and I like Vince Staples a lot for that. 
I also think he has great interviews. Like I wish I could interview him at some point just because <laughs> I'd love to like, see that. He drops knowledge um, in his interviews and it is great. Vic Mintz is really cool too. I, I got into Vic around the same time I got into Chance and they actually just came out with a new song more recently. It's pretty good. Um, and I like, I like Vic too. He's a, he's a, also a very dynamic dude. You could tell through his music. Yeah. Uses a lot of different beats. Yeah. Well, I think it was great that we were able to talk about music, knowing that you like similar artists to me, yes. but now it's time to get into the reason you're on this. Yes. Not that I don't want to talk to you about music, but <laughs> it is time to talk about the business that you've been working on and that you've been involved in. This is called the Avery and Brian experience. Do you want to quickly summarize what it is that you do? Yeah, the Avery, the Avery and Brian experience is um, me, Avery, and my dad, Brian, and we are motivational speakers. And we talk, we talk about building healthy relationships um, and also how social and emotional intelligence um, really ties into that and helps us in our own personal journeys and our personal and professional development. So we do keynotes, workshops, um, we've done commencement addresses, addresses and actually, <laughs> this, is, this is the craziest thing. We found out that me and my dad were supposed to fly up to um, your high school, right? South Medford? Yeah, that's right. Dude. We were supposed to fly out to South Medford for your 2020 high school commencement. <laughs> and we were the speakers. We were the keynote speakers to come fly to your school. And of course, coronavirus. And, and then that just like, that didn't happen. We ended up filming. We did a message that was included in like your, I guess you guys received like a video. I don't even know if you watched it or <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> I mean, I should have, but it, it didn't come to my attention. But that's just such a coincidence that you were the commencement speaker at my graduation. And then we were able to meet. Yes. Awesome how it's things crazy. are brought together and the world works. And yeah. I would like to know, how did the Avery and Brian experience begin? How did the idea form? Yeah, so it, it actually formed over uh, a conversation at dinner. And one night, my dad just brought, um, brought this idea to the table. He was like, yo, man, I know I'm on this journey speaking right now. He had just started his own business, Respectology. And he was like, but I really think if you and I spoke, it would be super unique. It would be super powerful and beneficial. And so I was a little hesitant, <clears throat> but after a while I started to think about it and I was like, wow, this could actually be um, important for people to see because I started to think about it. And I'm like, man, you know, not, not a lot of my friends actually grew up with their dads or if they did, not a lot of them grew up with a dad in the house. And so I started thinking about like, wow. I mean, I always felt blessed. I, you know, I, I really did. I felt like I had the best, the best childhood 
Um, but then I started to think about it and from that perspective and it, and it, and it made me realize like we, we can help people that maybe have never had a father in their life and, and don't know about that relationship um, and just talk from a personal perspective and just be open books about how we did it and the trials and tribulations and the triumphs that we went through to get us to this point where we're able to work together and start a business together and, and, um, and talk to families. And now it's grown and we, we start talking to businesses, corporations, um, nonprofits, and start, start talking to their staffs because the, the keys and the principles that we talk about in healthy family relationships it translates to the workplace too, because you think about it, a lot of people spend more time with their coworkers, whether it's, you know, uh, in person or virtually these days, than they do with their actual families. Like that's real. Um, there's studies about that where families on average spend 37 minutes of quality time together per day during the week. Like that's crazy. So we just, we wanted to help people. And that, that's the origin of kind of the Avery and Ryan experience. That's a great mission to have. I'm pretty sure you answered the first part of this next question, which is what made you pursue speaking? And that had to do with you wanting to be alongside your dad and also you guys found this mission that you wanted to continue to push out to people. So the next part of this question is, what has encouraged you to continue on this speaking journey? Man, I think I've, from, a, from an early age, I remember enjoying helping people. Like, that's what gave me, that's, that's what made me feel good, is when I helped somebody. Um, I can think about it in sports. Like, I, I played basketball, and I, as a point guard, much rather would assist than, like, actually get my own, like, get my own bucket. And I just would, I, I loved passing, I loved, like, dribble drive kicking I loved you know like I was good at ball handling so it was like that was that was enjoyable for me scoring was cool too but I would much rather like get everybody else a bucket yeah and, and so then you know off the off the sports field I remember like in high school needing to do community service um and that was a very like revealing process for me in knowing like, oh wow, like I can directly help people in needs or I can build homes for people that need uh, refugees that need new homes and things like that. So I started to get involved with that, but that it didn't actually start then. It started early on. Like my parents would get me involved with things. My dad was my basketball coach in AAU. And so we would go to the, the, the food bank and we would, you know, pass out food, 
when we were in the like fourth, fifth and sixth grade. Um, and so, yeah, man, that's that that was something that I always knew made me feel good. And so to answer your question. The work that I do with my dad, I realized actually impacted people more than I thought it could. Um, and and that for me was like that took me that like made me step back and and realize okay this is this is kind of this is bigger than me at this point so you know we work with a lot of like head start organizations around the country um, a lot of school districts and being able to help people in in this way even though I, like I said, I never imagined this was going to be part of my journey up until it became part of my journey. So, um, yes, yeah. it sounds like you were able to continue pursuing a passion and an enjoyment of yours. So that's yeah. really wonderful that you've been able to continue to do that. Yeah, for Something sure. that I read about, or that was like some information available to me, which was your dad, Brian, had reached out to both of you and your brother and had asked you guys about starting a business. And at this point, you were in your sophomore year of college. And I read that you didn't really know yourself that well at that point to yeah. jump into this idea. So you then revisited this idea of starting a business together with your dad after graduating college. But I want to go back to how you felt as a sophomore. Do you have any advice for somebody who's mm. in a similar position to trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives or maybe what they want to pursue? Yeah, I, I, I love this question because I always told my friends, like, why not just do like anything, do everything that you can think of, especially when we're at that age. Like I was, I was, you know, I was kind of younger for, for a sophomore. Like I was, I think 19 um, at that point for my sophomore year of college. And I was just like, I know, I knew at the point, at that point, what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a general manager in the profession for a professional sports team. So I was like, that's, I, I know like that's something I would like. So like, let, let me start kind of working towards that. But along the way, other opportunities presented themselves. So I, I became a yes man because I was just like, why am I not going to look into all of these other things that are available if I don't know I'm going to do this and be this? Like, I know maybe I wanna do something for sure. So let's start working towards that. But for me, I'm an opportunistic person and I feel like my encouragement to anybody that's looking to find a passion you got to do you got to you got to go do something you know um and in in being opportunistic ask questions get advice from people learn other people's journeys and hear from them. Oh, they know this, they can do this. Oh, that's interesting. 
Now, now you have a lead into that new sphere. And so um, for me, all of, all of the, the jobs, the internships, the volunteer things that I did, I, I would try to use them for the next step. I would try to take something from it. And now I have that skill. Now I have that knowledge. So now when I'm pursuing the next thing, I can bring that with me and intentionally carry, um, you know, carry all of these tools like they're, they're on my tool belt, you know? Um, and that's kind of how I viewed progressing through, through life, you know, progressing through trying to figure out what is it that I want to do? What gives me life? What gives, what am I passionate about? What makes me happy? Um, and a lot of that came from just deep diving into my self-awareness, developing, developing that. Yeah, that's a very valuable piece of information because you never want to leave something at a what if. You definitely want to always explore the options and figure out if you like it or if you don't like it. 100%, bro. I, I, I can't live like that. You know, I can't live with the what ifs. I can't live. And, and even and I say that in purposefully because even for the things that I may have thought were the right move at the time, and they didn't pan out. I, I got to live with that, you know? And so that's, that's my, you know, my code for, for keeping myself like accountable to very, you know, I believe every, every day we wake up is a new opportunity, you know, to, to make a step towards where you want to be. And you, first of all, you got to know where you want to be. Right. But when you know where you want to be, like every day you have a chance to go be who and what you want to be. If I continue to live with that thought of every day is a new opportunity, I don't, I don't need to carry the what ifs because now I can go out and not, not carry that as luggage or baggage, something that's holding me back, but I can focus on, you know, the next opportunity and taking advantage of that opportunity that's kind of where my mindset goes to. So that's what, yeah, lost, lost it there, but I found it. I found it. Right. Next, I want to ask you as a business. So basically from your perspective, as a part of this business, what has been the biggest accomplishment for you guys? And on the opposite end, what has been maybe something you guys have struggled with while being in business? Our biggest accomplishment. Mm. <laughs> well, I could honestly answer this with the same thing. Um, our biggest struggle has been for the last several years. We've known that in order to take our business to the next level, we have to create an online, we have to have an online presence. And more from the standpoint of, you know, creating, um, courses, online courses for people or uh, online um, programs that people can get a variety of resources. So that's one, one thing that we just have procrastinated, procrastinated, procrastinated on for so long uh, until Saturday, this past Saturday, um, which was two days ago from the time when we're recording this um, for context. 
Uh, and we got into a studio and we filmed, we did the filming for our first online course um, that we're developing. And so that has, that feels like at this very moment, two days later, it feels like the biggest accomplishment. Now we've, we've done a lot of, a lot of really awesome things. Um, for example, we just actually finished um, our first year of creating a fatherhood initiative for a Head Start organization. And so that's, that has been um, a, a really great process and really rewarding working with a lot of dads and working with a lot of father figures um, and working with a lot of parents in general with this Head Start organization. So that that's probably one of the biggest accomplishments that we've had right now. Um, you know, keynoting uh, national conferences, uh, whether it be a sorority conference, um, whether it be like a, 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 we're doing a Head Start, uh, a regional Head Start conference in Chicago in a few months. So yeah, there's there's some things that that I'm really proud of and and what we've done. Um, and we are progressing. Um, and that's the really cool part is the events are getting bigger. Um, the accomplishments feel bigger. Uh, so we're keeping it going, man. Keeping yeah, it I want to congratulate you on those accomplishments. And based on what you were talking about, it kind of segues into my next question, which is how have you expanded the business and how will you continue to expand the business? For sure. Yeah. So I think the, yeah, the biggest example is moving to an online presence. Um, but I would say along the way, um, let's see, it started with, honestly, let's, let's go back. It started with getting a really good website. Um, and, you know, as good of a product as you can have in today's age, if you don't have a good website that represents you well, it's a lot of times all for none because some people aren't going to trust it. Some people's going to think uh, maybe the product doesn't isn't as good because the website isn't as good. And I don't necessarily agree with that. That's what I was trying to say from the jump. But at the end of the day, it matters, you know, and and for aesthetics, too. Like I, I would rather have an aesthetically pleasing website than not. Um, so that was a big step for us. Uh, and we got that re <laughs> it's crazy, man, because where we were, we started this business back in 2018. Um, and I really, uh, let's see around 2019 is when, you know, we finished our first book summer of 2019. Well, our book, um, uh, we're in the process of writing uh, another, but we finished our book in 2019. And so that was one way we expanded the business. Then 2020 rolls around and we're starting to get booked more. Things are, things are looking pretty good. And of course, coronavirus hits. And so we lost like eight gigs on the schedule. Just boom, like that canceled. Uh, some of them said postponed. Those ended up being canceled. I think we legit have one. We have one event that was supposed to happen in like June of 2020 that 
they we've rescheduled so many times that it's gonna happen finally in like october of this year that's crazy yeah two and a half years later um and so you know but not all of them were like that so that postponed a lot of things and we were pointing me bringing that up is we were moments away quite literally moments away of signing a contract to like get our redo our website and really have like a developer you know make it really really nice um but then with you know we were so young at that point in our business that having all of these postponements at the same time and of course it was just so much uncertainty going around at the time you didn't know what was going to happen so we we pulled back on that and that was in february and we didn't pick that process back up until like october so in 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 big picture it's only what you know like eight months but by the time that the website got finished at the start of 2021 we really started to see an uptick in in business because um you know they were really helping us along the way so that was a level up you know um and then what else as far as as far as our own uh development getting in front of this virtual uh medium using zoom you know we were reluctant for a while just based off of i mean me and my dad weren't really comfortable with camera work at the time um my dad is, has been speaking for let's see going on i mean yeah 10 years at this point he did a ted talk back in 2015 um, when he worked for at&t and so that was early on when he realized like um, yo, I could really, really do this speaking thing, but we never really did like, like Facebook lives or, uh, Instagram lives or anything like that up until, you know, up until 2020 and then poof, poof <laughs> whole world changes, right? We're on zoom all the time. We're using Microsoft teams. We're using platforms I've never even heard of and never even used again. <laughs> And it's just like, what is going on? Like, like, oh man, it's crazy, right? So um, yeah, that from that standpoint, getting comfortable in this virtual medium and also now, now being able to provide really engaging um, experiences in the virtual medium, that's huge for our business now because there's still a lot of organizations as you may know, they're not, they're not back in person. Um, and a lot of people prefer to be working from home. Um, and that's cool too. So for us as a business, now we need to be versatile. We need to have the same level of connection, the same engagement, the same um, benefits and the same feelings from both our in-person events and our virtual events. So. Yeah, man, a lot has changed and, and we've had to grow quickly. We've had to adjust, adapt, be agile, but hey, so has the rest of the world. So we're not super unique from that standpoint, you know? Yeah, you mentioned a lot of things in there. And I know that from looking at your website, you also did a podcast. And like you mentioned, you did the workshops or you're going to continue to do those. And there was a lot of things that you guys have tried to do to continue to connect with people and try to offer them something that yeah. would fit their business or maybe just where they were in their lives. 
So definitely, if you're a business, reach out to these guys and they have something for you and something very valuable that you could learn from their story. Then the next thing I want to talk about is the five keys to strengthen your relationships. So I want to know basically why is that so significant and what purpose does it serve? I know that it's a, a keynote and it's also a book. So it started out as this way of summarizing your story, basically. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, the five keys to strengthen your relationships. That's what our book is about. The full title is, is called Love Wins, Five Keys to Strengthen Your Relationship, A Parent-Child Perspective. And we wrote that book with the intention of telling our story through the lens of these five keys that you know, really uh, my dad used with me and my brother during our upbringing, him and my mom, you know, but um, with, with, in regards to the book, it's from my dad's perspective on how he raised me and my brother um, and, and how these keys build off of each other. And they really relate to each other. And, and once you're able to implement all five of them, um, you, you can start to, to live the happy, positive, uh, enriching life that, that everybody kind of strives to live at some point. So um, that's, that's what the five keys is about. It's, it includes a lot of stories from my upbringing. <laughs> um, it includes, you know, a list of Brian Bakerisms which are uh, <laughs> phrases that my dad used to tell me and my brother over and over and over. And they just, they were so annoying, but um, they, they resonate, you know, like those are the things that are in the back of my head, you know, on a weekly basis or whatever. So it's funny, man. It, it's cool to have written that and to, um, you know, see people, see people um, hear what people think about it. Um, I didn't think I would be an author either, but again, just being a yes man and, and seeing where, you know, we can connect with people. I've always loved connecting with people, dude. Like that also gives me, you know, gives me life, you know, helping people and connecting with people, um, being able to, you know, see how we relate. That's one of the coolest parts of humanity to me. So yeah, man. That's really, that's really cool that you were able to share that with the world. The next questions I want to get into are a little bit deeper, and okay. that is, what has impacted you most on this speaking journey? Is there a moment that has really sat with you? There's a few, man. Um, I'll say one real quick. I We were at a conference one time in, um, in San Antonio, and we... And, I talk about my journey with uh, living with ADD and ADD attention deficit disorder. For those of you that, um, that don't know, it's like a, a cognitive, uh, a cognitive brain issue where you lack focus, concentration, um, sometimes impulsivity. That's when it's ADHD, hyperactive. Um, and so we did this conference and after, afterwards, after I, I talk about 
my journey with it, my struggles, and then how I've how I've learned how to cope. Uh, a, a woman came up to me afterwards, and we started having a conversation. She started letting me know she has a son um, that has ADD. And then, she, you know, when she got started talking about her son, that's when she kind of broke down. And she said, you know, you just gave me hope that my son can be okay. And um, that was that was early on when we started speaking. And that, for me, you know, having not really, really told a lot of people up to that point about, you know, what, how I live with ADD, how I've dealt with or coped with it and, um, you know, where I fell short at times in my life, the moment when I knew, damn, like I need to get help. And, and then, you know, doing that um, from an early, from an early point, I was like, wow, this is going to be, this is huge. And, and, it, and it, since, you know, it's not, it, ha it hasn't just been her. Every time I talk about it, somebody relates. You know, sometimes I, <laughs> I, I jokingly am like, I know there's some people in this room that know what I'm talking about as I'm expressing living with it. Because it is, it is more common than we think. But moreover, that moment for me really stands out as, as, a, as a point where I felt there was an urgency in me in in letting people know that they can they can push through that they can they can survive you know, so yeah that's incredible that you're able to see your impact firsthand really experience it and see how it was able to impact somebody's life the next sure. question is do you believe that being a speaker is your main purpose in life I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think that's my main purpose. I think my main purpose in life is to be to be the person that I think the world should be. Like to be, you know, put my money where my mouth is. Like live my truth. Live out the things that I believe is right. And and it's hard to do sometimes, you know? Like it's hard to do from a, a macro level or micro level. It's hard to be as healthy as I want to be. Like I see donuts sometimes and I'm like, damn, like, no, I don't need these, but <laughs> like it's things like that to bigger things too, bigger issues, you know, you know, world issues. And you're like, yo, like, why am I not, you know, am I being the, the best that I should be in this moment? Things like that. So, so for me, that's just, that's definitely what it is. Right. And I want to ask you, what is the part about being an entrepreneur that you like the most? Working on my own time, for sure, bro. Like, for sure, that is absolutely the best. Like, and, you know, I prefer, honestly, an unorthodox schedule because I'm not necessarily my most productive between eight and five, you know, or something like that. Like sometimes I'm really productive when I'm up early in the morning and I'm at working at five, five thirty, <clears throat> excuse me, five, five thirty in the morning. And then by two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, let me chill out. 
for a few hours. I'm not working until 5.30 or something. Then maybe I finish out the day. But like things like that. I, so when I can work, when I feel most productive, then it doesn't feel as much like work, you know? Because it feels like I'm doing it when I, I feel like best. Yeah, that's a really... I'm forced to do great part of being an entrepreneur and it definitely you can't experience that without uh, a bit of struggle and a bit of pushback for sure yeah. oh so yeah for sure. I'd like to know what do you want to achieve with your business do you have an end goal in mind you know what's funny is um jokingly I used to say at the very beginning, like when I was in my last semester of school is when I started this business with my dad. And I was just like, yeah, man, as long as I um, can pay off my, my student debt, we're cool, man. Like this is, uh, this is good for me, dude, you know? Um, and so yeah, that was the, that was the running joke, but no, in actuality, man, like It, for me, it's just uh, impacting as many people as I positively impact as many people as I can. And I don't, I can't quantify that, you know, because um, I don't, I really don't want to put limits on it. And, um, you know, like I said, we just started, uh, we just filmed our first online course, like, who's to say we're not going to reach hundreds of thousands of people with this? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We might reach 25. I don't know. Like it might, it might happen one, one of both ways or somewhere in the middle, but um, just positively impacting people. That's, that's what matters most to me. So that's where I see my business going. There's so many mediums to get there. I mean, I'd love to be on some popular shows, you know, like some of my favorites are like the Breakfast Club radio show, but it's also like a YouTube show. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know the Breakfast Club, right? Charlemagne, Angela Yee, uh, DJ MV. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, so I would say that one too, and then Ebro in the morning. Uh, he's another radio host. I don't know if you know this, but he's from Sacramento. So me being from Sacramento, I'd love to be on his show. Um, really cool. But yeah, other other like really really good podcasts. I mean, I mean, I guess the dream the dream would be to to do an interview with Oprah. You know, like that's the dream, bro. Like for sure. Love to hear it. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, man. Keep going. Keep going, I guess, until then. No, no doubt. I have no doubt that you're going to see continued success, and I can't wait to see what else is in store for the Avery and Brian experience. Sure. I want to leave off with how can people connect with the business or how that can they stay connected with your journey? For sure. I mean, the best way is to go to our website, AveryandBrian.com. A-V-E-R-Y-A-N-D b-r-i-a-n.com so that's the best way um, from there you can see all of our socials um, we got a youtube channel the avery and brian experience on youtube 
Avery and Brian XP on Instagram. Um, you can find us on Facebook too, but yeah, check out our website for sure. You can find our YouTube page from there. That's the best way. Wonderful. I'll link those all down below in the description of this episode. So if you want to check that out, please do so. Avery, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, man. Continued success on this podcast. Thank I'm excited you. to see where you can take it and uh, see where all these other ideas you've got, where they can go, bro. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. And make sure to stay tuned because we have new episodes dropping every Sunday of each week. And if you're not already, go follow the podcast on Instagram at owens.exhibit. This is Owen signing off.